Welcome to the Fab Academy. We'll start right in on student reviews, um, and then I'll do some schedule announcements after that. Um, there's a small note, there's a minor bug in the student review algorithm I'll fix, which is it's pointing into a list, um, and the student list is changing. And so there's a small chance of some repetition. I'll fix that with Fiori um, uh, in the next week or so. So let's see, uh, we left with Alessandro from Toscano, I believe. Oh yeah, before we start on new ones, was there anybody I called from a past week who wasn't able to respond? No? Neil? Yep. Hi, it's Enrico from OpenDot. You called uh, Joan uh, a couple of weeks ago, but she's sick, so she okay. said that she can't. Okay. Sorry about that. It's it's fine. Just as people come up in the random generator, if they can't respond at the start of a future class, just speak up and I'll go to them. But if there are none, I'll continue with the random. And again, what we're doing now to explain is three things. It's reviewing the week's assignment to go over the skills and learn who's doing what where. Um, it's going over final projects to learn about them. And it's also just meeting the people in the labs all around the world. So um, Carla from Fasen, how do I pronounce that? Hey, no. Um, Daniel from Utec. No. Abdullah from Kuwait. Looks like a lively page. Remember, star six to unmute on the bridge. Hello? Yep. Dr. Neil, how are you? Good. Is this Abdullah? I'm Kuwait. So, uh, good. This is your page? Uh, yeah, this is my page, yes. This is Elbao, my family name. Okay, so um, tell me about yourself. Uh, my name is Abdullah Bawi, and I am. Sorry, Abdullah, can you come closer to the microphone? Sorry, Abdullah, where's the microphone? You need to talk to the microphone. Okay, okay. Yes, uh, my name is Abdel Bawi, and I am uh, from Kuwait. I work at the uh, Kuwait Gulf Oil Company in Kuwait as an upstream oil company. And uh, my final project will be about uh, a device which uh, produces a laser that can detect anything uh, a person wants by using an, an application inside a phone. Like, for example, I want uh, a tool. Uh, number uh, 651 
When I press on uh, on the application, a laser will start pointing at the item that I want uh, inside the garage or at home or at kitchens maybe. So this is my, this is my main uh, project idea. But sorry, I'm trying to understand. Is the idea augmented reality? It it helps guide you to things that you need. Yes, yeah, some. Sometimes uh, when you uh, want to enter your garage and you forget where is your Okay, so uh, what you just described is about five different projects. You'll need to focus a bit, meaning there's the display system, there's the tracking system, there's the communicating system. You know, as you progress, break it out into systems, but what you just described is a big project. You'll need to focus it a bit. Now, um, how did you do for this week's assignment on electronics? Are you there? Yeah, so I'm looking at your page. Your cutting page isn't showing parametric design, which was essential for the assignment, and I don't see anything on the electronics page. So it looks like you need to catch up on those. And I don't hear you, so we'll go on. Um, John from TechSup. I'll leave that page up. Text up. Uh, Abinay from Bombay. I'll leave these up on mute. Remember, star six on the bridge. Uh, Felicity from Nairobi. Is Nairobi on? Hmm. Okay, remember star six to unmute on the bridge. It looks like a nice page from Felicity in Nairobi. Uh, Norella from Santiago. Hmm, lots of people not responding. I'll leave these up, speak up if you can connect. Uh, Nick from Detroit. Ajit from Trivandrum. Can you hear us? Yes. Who is this? Yes. 
Yeah, my name is Ajit. Good. Hello. Good. Okay. Yep. We hear you. Fine. Okay. Go ahead. Tell me about yourself. Okay. Uh, my name is Ajit. We have met before. First day. We have met. Sorry. Um. Did you come up before in the random generator? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, that, then that's what I was explaining. Um, my random generator permutes everybody, but okay. at the same time, the list we're permuting from is changing, and so there's a chance of repetition. So since we met you already, well, I, I'll tell you what, since we met you already, um, let, we'll just briefly check in. We don't need to do the background. So what did you do this week? This week I made uh, Brian's version of FabISP. Nice document. Oh, really good documentation. Um, you'll find you'll use that. Other people use that. This is a nice model for a week's um, uh, page. It looks like you're using the old fab modules. Why is that? Yeah, yeah fab modules. No, but you're using the very old ones. Um, you're using the old compiled ones. They're ancient. Yeah, yeah. So, no, you should change that. Um, there's the old Cocompi ones. That's what you're using now. Those were replaced by fabmodules.org, the web version. And those are in the process of being merged into fab mods. Um, you need to change that. The, the web version is more powerful and more convenient. Okay, I will try. I will try. Okay, so make make sure whoever is running your lab is in touch and 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 updates that. Okay. But it looks like it came out beautifully. Um, boy, this is really thorough. Then making this nice map of everything you're going to assemble is really careful. Yeah. Okay. Um. And you got it programmed? Yeah, I've, I followed the steps, uh, what Brian's documentation. Okay, good. That looks great. And again, this is a great model for everyone. This is really thorough, careful weekly documentation. That's really nice. Okay, thanks. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay, and so we have four or so people who didn't respond. Speak up if you can connect, but I'll go on. So we didn't hear from Norella in Santiago, Felicity in Nairobi, Abene in Bombay, or John uh, in Lima. Zhao from FCTF. Oh. Let's see, I see, I see text up trying to connect. Remember star six on the bridge. Hello? You? Yeah, who is this? You hear us? Yes. Yeah, John is here. John. Hello, Neil. Um, so Hi. this this is you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what are you holding? Sorry. Uh, just Sorry? explain yeah. what's in your hand. It's a falcon. A Jedi falcon. Well, I know that, but why, why is there a falcon in your hand? Because I, I make the medieval, medieval fable. 
Okay. So tell me about yourself. Um I'm working in tinkering. I I make uh I work in SolidWorks. Uh in this week I soldering the, the components the make the, the PCB. Okay. It looks like you don't have the documentation yet online. No, no, no. Because uh it was on yeah. The the components arrived today, only today, so we didn't have enough time to make the Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's very important you have them in advance, but you do have all the parts? Yeah. Now we do. Now okay. we do, yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, did machining go okay? And, uh, making the carving. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your final project concept? Uh, my final project is a vacuum forming machine. The thermal vacuum farming. Okay. Uh, I make when vacuum farming automatically. You yep. you put the material. You click the the button. It automatically the machine make the uh, the vacuum farming. Okay. Um, that's a good project. That's a reasonable scale. You'll be able to do everything, and that's a, a handy machine. That's a nice machine you can make in the fab lab so that's a good scale project over the years there's been a few uh, of those uh, vacuum former uh, projects um tell me about your lab um uh where is your lab uh my lab is in the monte caparic in portugal in in school you have okay Sorry, whoever's talking, you're too far from the microphone. The the website is FTT only, not the, the last T without the last T. Sorry, uh, 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 oh, FTT, FTT Fab Lab. FTT Fab Lab. Ah, okay. Um. Pa explain powered by U.S. Embassy. Uh, hi, I'm Philippe. It's better to. It, it, uh, I'm another yep. student as well. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. This is FabLab, a really recent FabLab. It's about three months old. Um, basically, uh, powered by U.S. Embassy. It's because this FabLab came from the, the library. This is a faculty of science and technology, Universidade Nova de Lisboa, from Portugal. Okay. So basically, we have a, um, a protocol, a so partnership with the U.S. Embassy, which is called American Corner Portugal. And basically, the U.S. Embassy uh, sort of gave us some grants so we can spend on technology. And this time, it was for a fab lab. So we put together this fab lab. It's been about three months now. Um, oh, wow. I'm really happy to, to hear that. Um, I've had some discussion with the State Department and some embassies about doing this. I'm really happy to hear. I didn't realize it had gotten that far, so that's great to see it working. Yeah, happily, yes. We had before a, a laboratory of design and innovation in the library, 
where we had the 3D printers, some Macs, and iPads for the students so they can uh -huh. use them freely. Uh -huh. um, and now we got this Fab Lab, which is great, even better. That's great. With more machines. Okay. Great. great. Okay. Glad to hear that. Good. Good to know about all that. Okay, I'll go on, but again, people I missed, if you can unmute, join on the bridge, just speak up. I saw text up trying. Uh, so, hail from Barcelona. Oh, not still a visa problem? Hello? Yep. So, hail here. Oh. So you are here. Uh, you have a thing? No, uh, we had just arrived uh, last Monday. That's okay. why uh, we, <laughs> we were a bit late due to some uh, visa issues. And okay. now we're here. Next, uh, tomorrow, inshallah, you'll be see our, our, pay, our website will be uploaded. And uh, we, we are trying to settle down here. Uh, still, we need but, one or two more days. So first, tell me about yourself, your background. Uh, basically, I'm an electronic engineer. Uh, uh, I'm working currently uh, in the faculty of electrical engineering at Sakhar IBA, one of the uh, university at Pakistan. Okay. And uh, I'm, uh, we, we are going to establish lab, first fab lab in Pakistan. And oh, we'll that's be great. Here. I get a lot of requests about fab labs in Pakistan. And that is quite quick, so I'm happy to hear you're doing this. Yeah, we, we will soon uh, will soon develop the lab. Okay, and um, what's your project plan? Yeah, my project plan is to develop a device that is uh, ETD, electronic testing device. Uh, this is basically a device which which will be used uh, in the test, especially for recruitment test. It will be like a cattle a cattle device device and in which we, we use there will be a LCD e-paper LED uh, in that it would also consist of Wi-Fi and uh, it, that will be connected with a local AP and from that local AP questions will arrive and appear on that uh, particular device it is a purpose specific uh, you can say a tablet this will be a purpose specific tablet and a few uh, questions will appear from uh, that will come from an AP in the form of image and will will appear on e-paper, okay? And, and, and then, there will be. Two. Sorry, sorry. What is the purpose? Is it, is it for testing equipment of the production? The purpose of this device is to avoid all paperwork uh, that will uh, that will be ha that will happen normally happen in uh, in recruitment tests and you know in so uh, tests for many jobs for uh, entrance exam of many universities. Uh, you know, the hassle. Oh, sorry, I understand. So it's, it's not that it's, it's, it's not testing electronics, it's an electronics device to test people. Yes, 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 yes. Now, now you got the point. It, it is okay. basically a multiple choice question will appear, and uh, it's, it's kind of an amplitude test, like GRE. I see, okay. I see, okay. Mm, okay. Check. Okay. Good, got it. Okay, that, that's reasonable. That'll mix many things that we'll be covering. Okay, good. Okay, welcome to Barcelona. I look forward to seeing your page, and I'm very happy uh, um, that this is happening. Where are you located in Pakistan? 
Sakar in Sakar, Sin, Sin province. City name is Sakar. Spell Sakar. S U K K U R. Yes, yes, it's, it's yes. Um. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is our hometown. Got it. You okay. Can write, um, yeah. You can also you can also write you can also write Sakar IBA. Google it. S U K K U R. K K U R. Sakar IBA. Okay. Um, great. I'm delighted to, to see a fab lab coming in there. Sorry. Come again. Uh, I'm delighted to see a fab. Yeah, coming in there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Good. Good. Go on. Go on. Uh, see from Tembisa in Urkuleni. So that's in South Africa. Michael from Socom in Tampa. Oh, another one from Kuwait. Mohammed from Kuwait. So I know Kuwait is connected. Uh, Eno from Ulu. Okay, waiting for Kuwait and Ulu. Uh, Eno is not here at the moment. Okay. Uh, uh, when Eno comes, just uh, speak up and we'll we'll go to Eno. Sure. Uh, Jatin from Vigan Ashram. Hello, Neil. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Jatin is not here now. Okay. Okay, missing a lot of people today, but when Jatin comes, speak up and we'll meet Jatin. Yeah. He, he is in Mumbai now. He's okay. in Mumbai. Okay. Okay. So can you can you proceed another student? Yep. Okay. Uh, Tetley from Camp Linfort. Hello again. Yeah. Yeah. So there'd be some repetition because of the, the pointers. So let's just update on what you did for this week. I did uh, the FAB ISP. Okay. This week, I followed all the steps that were given. I programmed them. 
I had some problems with it because I use Windows and to program it on Windows is a bit tricky. So here, let let, let me just catch up. So first, the, the machining, you had no trouble? The machining was a little bit of trouble with the bed of the PCB. Yeah. It was uneven. So I had to redo it. I did it twice. Now, just, sorry, just a note in this picture. Uh, this picture shows you're clamping a big piece of stock from the sides, um, which I, I'm not a big fan of. Um, uh, when you have a big sheet like that, it can flex, and it, it it it's a little bit harder to maintain the the tolerance. I like to use a smaller piece of stock that's mounted from below. Did did you have any trouble machining? Yeah, but just because of uh, sometimes the connection between the computer and uh, the machine where it was not working. But uh, yeah, it's I just overcame these problems and I made it okay. again. Um, do, do you know? Do you know what the problem was with the communication? Yeah, maybe I can. Uh, maybe Daniela can say. Can yeah, hi Neil. Uh, basically, I tried to adapt the fab models, the old version, uh, the web version for our yeah. machine because yeah. it's not like uh, fully supported because we have a Roland MDX40A and uh, basically sometime the fab model will crash uh, so we have to, like to restart the server yeah. and I, I promised myself some, when I had some time to debug uh, better this situation but uh, I didn't have the time to fix it. Okay, yeah, you should know it's um, uh, if you get to it before me, um, here, the, um, let's see, if we go to the Roland Mill module, the difference between the MDX40 and the SRM20 is very small. There, there's a, a, a small difference in the units and a small difference in the formatting. Otherwise, it's almost the same output. Yeah, in so, fact, I think that uh, I asked this to Fiore, uh, like the last year. I'm, I'm using yeah. a different uh, model. Uh, uh, it's like the modern score uh, LP, not PI. Okay. It's not the modern, okay. modern score serial. So I, I know right. I knew this before. Thank you. Right. Just the reason I say that is, um, like, um, this is the version for the MDX20 in the new mods. And the configuration is local to this module, and then this is handling the serial com. And um, in the new mods version, um, the serial com is then handed by this no little node module that does the serial interface. Um, and so if you're working on porting, you might find it easier here because you can do all the debugging on the client side in the browser, and it, 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 it localizes the code. So you okay. might find this easier if you're doing porting. Yeah, I will port this for the new version of the submodules, for the mods, not for the yeah. old one then. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you'll find it, it's easier because it's all client side. Okay, so then you soldered. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. a bit messy, and I had some problems like in the beginning, in the um, left bottom, yeah, you mean the left bottom corner. But uh, yeah, 
I just crashed it with something, and it was okay. The connection was okay again. Okay. So, um, Danielle, it looks like there was only one pass of the tool to offset, not four. Is that intentional? Uh, I think that uh, you used four offset, no? In no, board. Uh, yeah, because it's to 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 have easy soldering uh, afterwards, just yeah, to increase a little bit. But I think right. that here at this point, the USB connector, uh, the isolation is not so good. Maybe the bed, right, the bed was uneven, so uh, like on the one part, it the milling would be very good, and on the other part, the milling would not be good. So I had to redo the half part of uh, the board. Again, like I cropped the image and we relaunched the job with the same yeah. coordinates. But so, again, the milling was not good on that part. So right, so let's talk about that. There's a few things going on here. So first of all, um, uh, I'll do it in the, the new mods. Um, it, it, if you isolate just once, um, uh, that's a single pass of the tool, and that's very hard to solder. If you isolate with four four passes, yeah, I think that is what you did. Yeah, that's uh, what did. No, but it doesn't look right. The um, it you should have multiple passes of the tool, and um. Yeah, something. Something's not right because again, um, if you look at this is Brian's board. Um, look at the space he has around the traces, and then look at yours. So again, I agree, um, I agree with you, and I'm I'm just I'm just gonna repeat it again. Like because of the bed was not uneven. On, no, but on the sorry, top. there's okay. two different things going on right now. I'm just talking about offsetting. Brian has more space around the traces. Something was wrong with your settings. You're not getting four four passes of the tool to offset. Then I, I guess I did it wrong then. Although I remember yeah. it was four, maybe I yeah, did so it wrong. Check that. It should look like this, not that. Um, that's the first thing. Second thing, in your soldering, if you look, for example, at that joint, um, uh, um, uh, if you have, um, uh, like, in here, you have a solder joint where if this is the chip and then this is the lead and then this is the board, in um, this joint here, you have something that looks like that, where there's sort of a bump in the solder. Um, that's a sign that it's not a good joint. Meaning, if you if the solder is in a bump, it didn't flow. Remember that the solder joints should always be um, continuous. They should be smooth and continuous. And so you can fix this. You should just go back and reheat the joint and let the solder flow over it, and that so so that you get a smooth joint. Now, the other issue is when you have a big sheet like this held down from the side, it's not going to be um, flat to the tolerance we need. Um, and so that's why I like to use the double stick tape 
and yeah, take the PCB yeah, stock and hold it from below. There is a double scotch uh, down the PCB as well. Okay. Double it, um, In that case, so if you um, here, let's go to here. If you um, let's see, if you do layer, layer. If you have, um, uh, if your PCB has like a slope, so some traces are high and some traces aren't machined at all. Um, that's a sign that your bed isn't flat, mm-hmm. and so. Um, that's a common problem. Uh, one reason it can happen is just the underlay is old and it's been machined a lot. Um, but if it's not the case, it may be you're actually your mill itself needs to be um, planarized. And so um, when you put the the underlay in the mill, if your mill itself isn't perfectly aligned, it's tilted. And the way you do that is you run a machining job that just mills the whole underlay. And you can mill the underlay to make it flat um, so that your PCB is flat. Okay. I think the first uh, the first one was, was the problem. Yeah. And so um, you know, as soon as you have trouble where one side is higher than the other, it means you need to fix the underlay either replace it or planarize it by running a machining job. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then um, you're trying to program it from Windows? Yeah, I tried to program it uh, from Windows. I used um, a reference that I found and it didn't work. And then I I came across, uh, it was a program, it was like a terminal with this Linux space, it was called uh, Tigwin, I yeah. think. Yeah. But then it was recognizing the commands, but it was it was failing to execute them. So after spending a lot of time, and I was running out of time, I used, uh, I used uh, one of uh, my colleague's uh, computer to okay. make the assignment. Oh. Boss, what's the latest on Windows um, programming? If I if I seem to if I remember correctly, um, actually on Brian's page there is a link um, to uh, a Windows install. Um, he's mentioning those as well. And, um, it just, yeah, you know, I, I did I, I try that. Worked. I did try that, but uh, for me it didn't work. Maybe I did something wrong again. So where did you? Where know. at what point? What didn't work? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. saying I did I did not follow this one. I followed something else. Uh, it was saying okay, that I point to this one. Okay, so things. yeah, let me jump in. I didn't realize this was on Brian's page, and um, he's great. He's you have to be everything. really careful about following a page, um, because uh, the stuff we're covering evolves and. Um, uh, you might have been following old information. So um, to understand um, what this is going on is uh, this link is um, we're using the GCC toolchain. And what Brian is linking to is this is fairly recent, that Atmel is packaging 
for Windows because this has been such a problem, the GCC toolchain. Um, so, well, it used to be it used to be inside this huge program um, called Atmel Studio. It was always yeah. Hi, Bas and Neil. Can I jump in with a thing here? Please. Of course. I, I managed to program the uh, Arduino ISP using AVR Dude from 2010 in Windows, and I wrote up a tutorial on it. Um, who is this? It's Jacob Nilsson from uh, FabLab Verket in Norway. Uh, spell Jacob. Okay, here, here you are. Yep, that's me. Um, if you go yeah, programming the board, it's a section okay. for the Did you make your board on this mill? Yep. Uh, and was it high enough resolution? Uh, we had, yeah, the, the repeatability was absolutely high enough. I had, I used a few uh, passes in Zed to get it, get it right. If you scroll down, you have an, some yeah. more pictures of that. To, to explain the question, um, large format mills like this typically specify positioning to maybe um, a tenth of a mill, a tenth of a thousandth of an inch. But if you actually measure the repeatability, it's much worse. It's like can be a few thousandths of an inch, and so um, yeah, this must be a good one. Yeah, um, this must be a good one. Large format mills like this typically aren't quite good enough, so that's nice that yours can do it. Could be kind of new also that could help. Yeah. Um, good. So, yeah. And then also just to note, our standard cut depth is very small just because it doesn't need to be deeper, but you can just go a little bit deeper rather than spending a lot of time planarizing. So that looks good. Okay. Yeah, again, same comment about soldering. Um, if your solder looks like blobs like this, they're not good joints, but you can, you don't have to start over. If you just heat the joint and flow solder and wait a little bit, it, it'll smooth out and make a smooth, shiny joint. Um, these are borderline for whether they're they're valid joints. The, bo the board works, but uh, I thought I just said use too much salt. Yeah, no. The, so the thing you should know when you have joints that look like that, it may work for now, but it may stop working because okay. it's not a continuous conductor. It's, it's granular inside, and so. It's not a question of too much or too little. It's a question of heating evenly and waiting enough. The solder didn't flow over the joint. Again, if you look at, um, you know, uh, this is just a, a random board here. If we here, get, let it get the camera to focus, um, uh, the joints are all just. Uh, gee, I'm trying to get it to focus. The um, the joints are shiny and continuous and smooth. 
And that's because you have to heat it more uniformly and wait a little bit longer for the heat to spread and then wait for the solder to spread. Um, that's a sign that you're trying, you didn't wait quite long enough for it to get hot enough and you didn't wait long enough for the solder to flow. Okay, so now here's your Windows version. So talk through how you did it. Yeah, it's uh, basically following the, the links from the tutorials on the lecture pages. Then uh, I tried to compile them here to one big page because it took me quite a long time to go through all the different ones using half of the here and there. So, so, so you're uh, using an Arduino as the programmer and Uno? Yes. Yeah. And okay. uh, figuring out why we needed a capacitor uh, uh, jumper, for instance, on the Uno and so on. I wanted to know why, so that's also in there. It, it's for a weird reason. I don't like it, but it's for the, the reset <laughs> handling. Yeah, yeah I, I, found, I found it out. It's, it's in the bottom of the page. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the AVR dude from 2010, which might mess up your Windows uh, registry and how to back up that. And then that's where I'm at. I'm still writing the last pieces here, but that should be should be much more comprehensive than trying to piece together from five different tutorials for you. This is great, and uh, I really like what you're doing, which is asking and answering your questions about why am I doing this and um, that's a really good practice. Now, having done all of that, again, let me. Um, this, Atmel has bundled all of this because the GCC toolchain is so popular. Um, Atmel now has a distribution that bundles them together that makes your life easier. And so um, this is what Brian is linking to that you you d download the Atmel toolchain. Um, and then it bun bundles all of the things, and so uh, you know all of the parts of the package, um, including the C compiler that we're, we're going to be using shortly. Okay, cool. Yeah. Also, the good thing uh, is that they because AVR Win AVR again, it's a piece of evil, and you can't get it off the internet because it, it's abandoned since 2010. I mean, you know, seven years have gone by, and in the meantime. Um, and um, uh, everything in there is old. The libraries that are in there are old. Uh, if you are, just, you won't be able to newer microcontrollers, even the ones that are in the inventory now. Some of them you will not be able to program using that old version of AVR Dude and the old libraries. Yeah, I again, uh, I'm glad this came up because um, I I didn't underscore this last week. And what Atmel's done here makes life so much easier. Um, for for Windows Land, and what and what microchip what microchip has done when they bought Atmel, I think they finally removed the requirement to log in and register on the Atmel website to download the whole thing. <laughs> oh, oh, that's interesting. I would something was nagging, and it was it, I realized now as you say that it was it, this was so easy to get to. It used to be a little harder. <laughs> Yeah, at least at least I, I last week I downloaded um, uh, Atmel Studio um, without registering for anything. So, yay. Yeah. Now, um, again, 
all of this is going to come. In two weeks, we're going to be doing programming. This week was really about the machining. Um, what Boss is referring to is um, specific to Windows. There's this whole studio version you can use to do um, uh, uh, everything. It's more uh, powerful. If you use a more advanced program, you can do real-time debugging and things like that. Um, okay, so it sounds like uh, both um, Norway and Comp Linfart got got through it, but the recommendation for Windows is the the new Atmel toolchain. Makes sense. I uh, if if there is an alternative to installing the ABR dude the way I did it, it's probably better. It was a bit scary with the risk of fucking up your yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just the one other note is some tools we're going to use are happiest in Windows. Um, many of them are not. Um, uh, uh, Chrome, again, Chromebooks cost a few hundred dollars. Um, uh, so there's, there's a, a lot of different few hundred dollar version of Chromebooks. And then once you have a Chromebook, um, there's either Crouton that boots Linux over Chrome OS, or um, I use Gallium. Um, Gallium replaces Chrome OS with full-blown Linux, and so for a few hundred dollars, it gives you a Linux workstation. And I do, that's what I use to do all of my work on. And with that, then all you have to do is you apt-get from the registries and everything uh, comes instantly. Um, or just to belabor that, so uh, right now you're looking at a Linux VM, and so if I do sudo apt-get install AVR dude and AVR SDCC or um, so um, that, that's all I need to install them, and then if I said yes, those, those would be installed on here, and it pulls them from the repositories. So you may find that easiest of all. Okay, good. Let's keep going. Uh, Shall pay from Hi. Beijing. Yeah, who is this? Neil, do you hear me? Yeah. Norella. You called uh, me later, but we have some technical problems. Were you? Was this Santiago? Yeah, Santiago. Okay, Norella, tell me about yourself. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm from Colombia, actually, but I'm doing a lot of challenge here at Santiago. Uh, I've been um, working like almost for a year or so in the Fat Lab Network uh, with Beno and all these people around Latin America. And uh, this year, uh, we had to make it necessary for me to make it because I need to know all this technical stuff going on with with the fab world since I know it from a long time ago uh, but I couldn't have the chance to do that academy yeah uh, explain I, sorry explain fab lab and explain what fab lab is what explain fab lab fab lab is 
of uh, the Fab Lab uh, in Latin America. And what we aim to do is try and uh, produce a project in a collaborative way uh, with meetings and all this stuff uh, periodically so that they can be like uh, in advance of different projects. It's from the day I entered the, the, like, the community until now, we have four projects going on. Uh, one is Fab Lab Kids. The other one is a, a version of the Fab City, but in Latin America. Then we have and stuff from Artesanía. And uh, finally, we have like one of the most important projects, like based on Latin America context, the uh, Floating Fab Lab from Reno. Okay. And then, um, uh, are you part of the hosting of Fab 13? Yeah, I'm actually, I'll be helping Diego and all the people here in, in Santiago, helping them with all the communication and different stuff going on. It, so we're, we're getting occasional dropouts from you. Your audio and video are good, but it occasionally pauses. Yeah. So um, Fab okay. 13 is a nice collaboration all across the Fab Lab network. It's not just Santiago, but sort of all the Fab Lab hosting and a lot of nice work going into the prep for it. Yeah, yeah, we are um, working on it and we're trying to like impulse since it's like the second time that it's made uh, the Fab uh, FabEx uh, edition in Latin America. We're trying like to impulse all this lab culture and stuff for the whole world to know what, what's going on in Latin America in the fab world. That's great. Okay. And your final project plan? My final project, I'll be working. I want to because um, like for a long time, I had like this. I'm going to interrupt. Um, we had a dropout at the key phrase. So tell me again what you want to do. I didn't hear. Sorry. Um, we're getting occasional dropouts from you where where it stops. So I missed the key phrase. Tell me, tell me what the, what you want to do. Uh, okay, what I want to do is like a play game uh, for kids to help them know how to or teach them how to cycle. That's like the main topic. Ah, okay. How am I gonna do it? I I am still it out. <laughs> but the idea is to have like a main a, a main um, source of energy that will be like the different uh, color garbages. And then the trashes will join in this this main cube and will indicate the kid if the if he's throwing that type of trash in the correct garbage. Uh, and if he's doing it wrong, it will go like I know red or it made a sound or something. Um, there was a fab class project that um, oh um, let me see if I can find this that that became that was similar to that that became a, um, a Kickstarter project that was like interactive titles for playing. Um, let me see if I can find this quickly. Um, no, it's not coming up. I'll, I'll, I'll look for it, but um, it was a, mo a modular game system. Um, 
Okay. And then how did you do for this week? Well, this week uh, we had some trouble with the, with the with the machine. Actually, I was first deciding which which thing we wanted to do. We tried making like the middling, but it, even though it was flat, it it like cut it. I don't know if you can in the edges. Mm -hmm. And we we like made one cut. It, it cut good, but it didn't like cut correctly. So we had to like buy some new tools and try to nibble I think was not the the piece of wood that's there inside the milling, but actually it was like the the machine was like a little bit like this. So uh, now we're trying. We will make it. We will make like the fourth try, uh, hopefully in the in the afternoon. And but we also made like some tryouts in different like uh, pieces that were like uh, over. They're like a uh, recycle pieces and try like um, uh, making like testing how to solve and things like that, like to get in practice of, of, this, of the activity because we, we have like some uh, problems in the making, but it was good. Okay, so um, what you described, the goal for this week is to debug that, but there can be a lot of different mm -hmm. things. So. You know, if you start with your PCB stock, mm -hmm. um, then there's the fixturing, which, you know, mm -hmm. I like to use double stick tape or the clamp from the side. Then there's the sacrificial layer. Then there's the bed of the machine. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is the sacrificial layer. This is the bed of the machine. Then the bed of the machine is mounted on a motion system that then connects through the machine to a cross stage that has the gantry, that has the spindle, that has the collet, that has the tool holder mounted. And I, I'm, the reason I'm doing this is from this little place, this is called a force loop. There's this path from here all the way to here and back again. And it has to go through about 10 interfaces to get from one side to the other. Any one of those can lead to it not being flat. And so when you machine and say it didn't come out good, it's not a true false statement. It might be you don't have it fixtured well. It might be your underlay is old. It might be your underlay isn't flat. It might be the bed isn't flat. It might be the gantry isn't mounted well. It might be the bearings are failing. It might be the collet is old. It might be the set screw is slipping. Um, there's things that can go wrong every one of the steps. And so part of the goal of this week is, is to debug that. Um, uh, you know, when you're done, it should be beautiful. So, you know, if we go back to this week, um, uh, once once you have all of that right, um, it's just the the boards always come out perfectly, and it should look it should look like that. And if it doesn't look like that, you just need to go through step by step. You know, the, the whole force loop on the machine, um, you know, to clean it up. Yeah, yeah, that's what we we try to make him for this for this week. But we have like different things. Hopefully, now that we have like the tool, because our, actually the tool broke, also, so we had to buy some 
in school. And, uh, so, but, and let's go really slowly on that because that's a really important. There's two important points there. Um, so first is. Um, oh right, I I need to fix this. So um. Uh, we we've been buying end mills from Carbide Depot, and I I, I realized last week um, uh, the um, standard length single and um, two flute square and um, Coded and um, so um, yeah, the carbide depot changed, um, but th this is a version of the end mills we use. Um, uh, they're they're about fifteen dollars. Um, so these end mills are carbide coded, about fifteen dollars each. Um, uh, and have two flutes for chip clearing. This is the standard one we use. Almost anywhere in the world, these cost much more. And so, um, uh, as part of the Fab Academy supply chain, unless you have a good local source, use the global supply chain to get the end mills. That's a key tool. Did you say at the end? I couldn't hear you well. Yeah. So um, uh, unless you have a really good local supplier of precision-coded end mills, okay. buy them through the Fab Academy supply chain. It, it, yeah, yeah. We, we have we have like a we have a local here a, a provider, a, but that uh, the actually plan is like to buy all the things from the network from the Fab Network Academy. A, but since we had to do the task, we went right. to our local and they provided right. yeah. I'm just stressing this because this particular thing, these precision coded end mills, um, are surprisingly hard to source and cost usually much more. And so unless you have a great vendor for them, buy them locally. Um, but the other point is, uh, breaking end mills, um, it, it, if you take my force loop that has these 10 interfaces, sorry, go ahead, who's talking? Okay. Um, if you go through like these 10 different interfaces, if any of them are moving and not rigid, you'll break the end mill. Um, the, the, the end mill is hard, but not strong. It's very stiff, but you can crack it. And so if there are any degrees of freedom, so the end mill is just designed to cut by cutting. It's not designed to flex. And so if anything is moving anywhere in that force loop, you'll break the end mill. So end mills don't break for one reason. They break for many reasons. The board isn't held flat. The, the set screw is stripped. The spindle is loose. And so it's related. 
any one of those can lead to breaking end mills. And if the end mill should last for a long time, if it's breaking, it's a sign you need to debug your machine to make sure there's no degrees of freedom. So the end mill should only be spinning and not doing anything else. Actually, one of the one of the things that we detected was the, the the like the table where the milling was was placed. It was like a little bit moved. Then we like try and and solve it out, and then it worked, but it worked not in a correct way. So we're trying. Yeah. We'll hopefully we'll have something like put on on our web for next week. <laughs> okay. And again, the goal of this week is to get everybody through. A lot has to be working properly to make nice. PCBs. That the goal of this week is exactly that debugging. Okay. Great. Okay. So we are up to Feng Xiaopei. Beijing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is this Feng? Uh, yes. Good. So um tell me about yourself to start. Uh, so I'm uh, actually I have the majors for the finance and my bachelor and my master also finance majors. But I really like the to watch many series uh, and TV shows about how to make everything like the factory makings or other food making food factories. So when I heard there's a course to um, teach you how to make everything, so I'd like to join okay. and to start. Be a maker. And tell me about the laboratory that you're in. Tell me about the Beijing lab. Oh, Beijing lab. The first uh, Beijing lab. The first time we run in the fab lab. But uh, t tell me about the location. Like, where is the lab located? What? What? Tell me about the lab. Oh, China, China, capital China, Beijing. No, but like, is it a school? Is it a business? Is it a community? What is uh, the location? It's, it's, uh, it's uh, very close to school. It's the fax, it's the office one. It's like the office. Okay. Make an office. Okay. And then um, what do you want to do for your final project? Uh, final project, I want to be uh, to make a, a window clean machine and it can climb over the window frame because uh, I only can see the Window clean machine. They only can work in you know, one piece of the windows, but it cannot across the window frame. So I want to make the one. That that's a big project. That may be too hard. Um, let me show you the. Um... Yeah, I think it's a hard one because I take this um, four weeks. I think it take a big job to desire to make. Um... Um, uh, so, th these are climbing robots made yeah. by my students as part of research. Mm. Um, yeah, I also can I also right. say this but, on YouTube. But, but my, m the caution is, these are real research projects, um, you know, I, I, I would either make a robot to clean or a robot to climb. But a climbing cleaning robot is probably too too much. So either make a robot yeah. that climbs 
or a robot that cleans, but it may be too much okay. to try to do both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, were you able to make electronics this week? Yeah, but it's a uh, have a little bit work to be finished. Okay. This my this is how to mill the board, CPU board, and change the drilling bit and the circuit board. Okay. And polish. This is um six board I made, and the first three is get file, and the last one is okay. The stuff okay. board is a hard, is a hard for me. Especially for the USB connector, it's a very thin the lie. Oh yeah, connect. so let me explain that. First of all, um, yeah, you need to practice more on soldering. Again, the the, the thing I keep yeah. saying about um, um, so again, if if you look at the joint. Um, do you mm -hmm. see how they're shiny and smooth? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You have to practice until your joints are shiny. And they're, they're not shiny if you rush. You, you, you have to heat the joint, let it get hot, flow the solder, let it spread, wait a little, take it away, and then they come out looking like this. They're shiny. If it's not shiny, you need yeah. to practice more. Now, for the USB connector, um, for the really important trick, um, so um, if you have leads that are very close together um, so that it's hard to solder, um, if you try to mm -hmm. solder them, you can get what's called a solder bridge, which is solder going between them. Um, so here's the technique you use when you make like here. If you look at um, the board I'm holding, you'll see it has a chip that has leads that are very close together. Um, mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to get the camera. See if I can get my camera to focus. Yeah, turn the right a little bit. Um, okay, so this one has leads very close to. Yeah, there we go. It has leads that are very close together. And so I don't, I didn't do that by soldering one at a time. There's a neat trick. What you do is you make a big blob of solder. You make a mess. Yeah. You put solder everywhere. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Then you come back with the solder braid. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. you suck away the solder. And when you suck away the excess solder, what it leaves behind is just a little bit of solder on each pad. So when you're having trouble because the leads are too close together, the way you do that is you don't solder one lead at a time. You solder all of them, and then then you then you use the 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 braid to pull away the excess mm -hmm. solder. Mm -hmm. What, what can so also help what, with that is uh, using flux using a flux pen to help it even stick more, like want to stick more to the, the copper parts. 
Yeah, you can use a flux pen. So, so the flux pen makes it sort of stickier, makes it wet better. Okay. Okay. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so it, it looks like you're making good progress. You just need to practice more on soldering. Yeah, soldering. Need to practice more. Yep. Just, so the program yeah, it, is not finished. Yeah, and programming we're going to do in two weeks. But yeah, the soldering is a skill you need to practice. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Mm, okay. Uh, Simone from Toscana. Hi, Nils. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Hi, greetings from Italy. Good. I'm Simone. I am uh, a student. Uh, I'm studying uh, modern literature here in Siena at the local university. And uh, I enrolled in Fab Academy this year because, uh, well, one of my friends uh, did, uh, did Fab Academy last year and uh, it, uh, it had a blast and uh, <laughs> I decided to try. <laughs> that's, uh, that's quite old. I like this description. You're in no rush to write your thesis, so you're doing Fab Academy. <laughs> okay. Um, or sorry. Um, what are you studying? What about Italian literature are you studying? Well, uh, here in Italy, when you study Italian literature, you study uh, literature from fourteenth, uh, the the fifteenth um, century to the modern days, the contemporary literature, with a bit of literature from other countries, but uh, it's just uh, a teeny bit. I have to admit, okay. we are quite uh, Italian-centric as a university. <laughs> okay. Final project? Well, for my, project, for my final project, I'd like to build a calligraphic machine that uh, should be able to take uh, a, a txt, txt file and convert it in uh, traditional calligraphy, but uh, not uh, mm, plotting the, the drawing. Uh, I try not to insert uh, an SVG as an input file and to map each letter of the alphabet to a series of strokes. Interesting. Um, yeah, so uh, a calligraphy machine is a nice project. You don't have to do everything, meaning to do that, you need the motion system, you know, all of those building blocks, but you don't need to reinvent them. We'll cover many of those things for machine building. And so if you take the machine building, but you extend it just to do calligraphy, the part that holds the pen and positions the pen, um, that's fine. So if you take any motion system, but you make the pen interface that moves the pen and puts the ink and turns the pen, that's a nice project. Good. Okay. So then how are you doing on the weekly assignments? Well, for this week assignment, I had uh, several problems with the milling process. Mm, because uh, the first time I made an error setting the FAD modules, I changed the jog height to zero millimeters. Oh, okay. So my, 
<laughs> my Emil scraped my board on the first try. Uh, so I moved uh, on the left, uh, tried again, and uh, this time I had uh, several problems setting uh, the origin on the z-axis because uh, my instructor actually scared me to death about breaking the end mill, so I pressed not enough on the board and my traces uh, and the end mill didn't cut the traces deeply enough. So I have to reset the Z and start again from the same uh, the same origin. Okay. Uh, but and now this, this picture um, is a good example that once you get it right, this is what it should look like. The, the the milling should be beautiful. It just should look perfect, and this does look great once you got all that right. Okay. And after the milling, I start uh, I started soldering my board. Well, I had uh, several problems uh, with my uh, with my eyesight. I'm getting on a, on a bit, so I had to fiddle with a loop. But uh, a loop using a loop with uh, with glasses is not optimal. So in the end, uh, yes. Yeah, just. Uh, um, some people, like, um, I'm nearsighted, so when I take off my glasses, it's like it's magnified, and so it works very well for me. Some people that are more farsighted, it's hard to do. Uh, for that, these are really handy. Um, uh, these are, you know, maybe $100, and every electronics workbench should have them. For some people, it's much easier to look through that. Um, and if you really want to get fancy, um, uh, if you want to spend more money in your lab, um, uh, vision engineering, um, so um, this is a company that makes um, uh, projection stereo microscopes. So what it does is it actually has a spinning lens disc and you solder under it and it gives you 3D parallax. It's like looking, it's like a, a projection microscope. It's hard to describe. And so for really fancy soldering, um, these are even nicer, but these, these are more expensive, more like a thousand rather than a hundred dollars. But yeah, um, depending on your eyesight, it's really useful to have something like this. Okay, now in the end, uh, a magnifying lamp was, uh, was enough. I had uh, several problems with depth perce perception at the, the beginning, but after a bit, uh, I, get, I got used to it and uh, things okay. uh, go out smoothly. Well, and again, and my your, your joints look um, quite good. Like the one I'm pointing to, you didn't wait long enough, so the solder flowed on the pad. But generally, these are good. They're shiny and smooth. Well, yeah, I had to reflow several joints on the upper part of my board later on when I had several problems programming my Fab ISP. Yeah. Uh, so just to pause on that, just, just to, to belabor, reflow is if you have a bad joint, you just heat it again, um, but, but you need flux 
And so you heat it and then you flow a little more solder and then you wait and you can make a bad joint into a good joint. Okay, and the programming part went on quite easily. I had a problem on the last part, making, on the last command, making the make program one, because I had a discrepancy between uh, in the main phone, in the X file. I tried to debug my board. First, uh, first I tried with a multimeter to check my solder, my solders. And later on, uh, we, I noticed that many people in my lab had uh, a similar problem. So we made several tests with different boards and different uh, U USB cables. And we tracked that back to a faulty cable because when uh, one of mates bought another one, everything went on uh, smoothly. So yeah, these can be so hard to debug because often faulty cables are intermittent. So it's not even yes or no, it, it works sometimes, but not other times. Those are really hard to debug. Um, yeah. a, a good example of that is um, we, we use what are called IDC, these ribbon connectors, and um, the fingers under there are um, where it contacts that. And unless it's made properly, they're slightly contacting. And so based on how you hold the cable, it might work some days. And if you flex it, it not, not other ways. And so those are hard to debug. That's why you should be really paranoid about your cables. Oh, OK. So um, this picture is really um, important and makes me sad. <laughs> the, The copper for the vinyl cutter, a, a roll is a few hundred dollars. It's more expensive. And you need to store it really carefully. On the roll, it should be beautiful. It should be shiny like this and smooth. Um, it, if it's stored like that, um, you can't, it's useless on the vinyl cutter. It, 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 it has to be smooth for the vinyl cutting to work. Yeah, but. Mm, that that ro the role was quite old. I think they bought they bought that uh, last year. And truth to be told, the vinyl cutter is doesn't get much love in this lab. So ah, <laughs> but no, but this is great. Um, uh, I'm very happy to see this because even though it's old vinyl and an unloved vinyl cutter, you still were able to get that far. Well, it took a while, I have to admit. I almost lose my patience on this. But, 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 but here's what's so important, because now that you've done this, you know, when you have a fresh knife and fresh vinyl, it's, mu it's much easier. Now that you know how to do this, you can put your board on anything. So um, let's see. The... One material, this is phenolic. You, you, you can cut the vinyl. This is like flexible PCB stock without the PCB. So you cut the vinyl and put it on here. Um, you can... Um, this is 
the epoxy. This isn't vinyl, this is epoxy. You can put it on here and make a flexible circuit. Or you can do really neat things where like you make um, a, a, like a robot or a controller and then you just simply put your circuit as part of the construction of it. You don't mount the circuit in it, you build the circuit on it. Um, so it, it's really versatile. Um, the one thing you need to know is um, that the adhesion isn't as strong. And so, for example, if you have a connector for the Fab ISP, what you do is um, uh, after you solder everything, you take a glue gun and you just use that to anchor. Because things, there's less adhesion, you use a glue gun to anchor parts like connectors so they hold down well. But once you've done that, you could actually do all of the electronics on the vinyl cutter. And what, once you get good at it, the vinyl cutter, it's actually faster. You can cut because it's not the machining time, it's just the cutting time. And so you can make larger boards, boards with funny shapes. It's, it's really powerful and most people don't appreciate it. Okay, I keep trying with the vinyl cutter. Actually, this was just a proof of concept because uh, I was too afraid to try to solder something on plexiglass because I'm still too, too slow with my soldering iron and I'm afraid I would melt everything right now. Right, so but, no, but to, to that point, um, it's really on plexiglass, you're right, it'll melt. You have to be really quick. But what you can do is you can use this. So if you put the copper on the epoxy on the plexiglass, this gives a thermal insulation layer, and this is easier to solder. Okay, I will ask my instructor to buy some of that. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. He actually wants to to have an estimate of the price of that uh, of the drawer, if possible. Oh yeah, no, all of this. This is in the standard inventory. So again, if you go, to, I, I I'm going to link to this page multiple times and. We buy that from Budnick. And so um, the here's the copper tape for $240. Um, the epoxy is about the same, but the copper is 36 yards. The epoxy is 100 yards is about $200 for a roll. Okay, thanks. Okay, we're down to a few minutes. Any other um, successes or failures from anybody? Did anybody use a laser? Um, did anybody Neil? try etching any other processes or plating? Neil? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm Javier from, from Fabio. Sorry, from where? From Madrid, from the Seu. Sorry, how do you spell your name? It's Javi, Javi, just uh, the first, uh, J-A-V-I. Oh, Javi. I think we're... Yeah. Okay. I, I just wanted, because it was a kind of, a, I didn't have the opportunity to mill the, the board, but, um, and because I, I I'm based in Cordoba, so I have to travel to get um, 
So I got uh, a, a different package. I didn't know that. So I learned about uh, chips have uh, come in, in different sizes. Yeah. Um, so I, I you, you can see that there. So it's the same chip, but smaller. Yeah. So, uh, so j just to belabor that part, hold on. Um, so if you go to, for example, <laughs> Octopart and use type ATtiny45. Um, you can see here um, uh, all all of the different packages the same part comes in. And so um, this is the standard version we use, and it looks like you got one of these or one of these. Yeah, um, because yeah. I was uh, far away from the Fab Lab, I had. I, I tried, first I did some research to see if the pins were in the same order. And uh, it seems that it was basically the same thing. So okay, I, all of I these tried have the same to. Thing now. That's right. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so what I did basically is to stretch the, the, the chip to fit the. <laughs> and, and it worked. So I'm quite, I'm, I'm kind of proud of, of that. Oh, I see. You, you just splayed it out a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and in fact, um, you can machine, you can mill the PCB down to that pitch, so you can use that chip to make even smaller boards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's a good. So lesson. I just wanted to say that uh, you know that uh, something that I learned about the the packages and and with a yeah. bit of research, uh, you know, it worked at the end. So good. That's a good lesson. Thank you. Um, and any other successes or failures or other processes? I can hear you. We're getting dropouts, but try to go ahead. Uh, go ahead, whoever is trying to talk. Unmute locally, star six on the bridge. I don't hear you. Um, let's keep going. We only have a few. You can hear now? No? I hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. We are. We use another, a different kind of end mule. Um, engraving pit is a yeah. angle uh, 30 degrees, and it works fine. Uh, who is this? Where are you? I'm Kendall from uh, Brazil. Okay, okay. Um, uh, do, do you have that documented anywhere? Sorry? Uh, do, do you have the end mail documented on anybody's page? Yeah. Uh, uh, we're getting bad feedback, but I heard you came in for. If you can mute now, um, uh, what Kenzo was saying was um, the standard end mill we're using is straight, and then it has the flutes. Um, you can also have an engraving bit that's tapered like this. Um, these work, but let me explain the reason I prefer these. With a with a tapered uh, 
end mill, um, the width of the cut is determined by the depth of the cut. With this sort of end mill, you can move it up and down and you always get the same diameter cut. And so one of the tricks is you mill at one depth and then if you change the depth, um, it's like you're getting a fresh end mill. You can mill all the way up and down and so it's both more forgiving and you can keep changing the depth to extend the tool life. With a tapered end mill, there's only one cut depth you can use. That's why I prefer the straight rather than the um, tapered end mills. I mean, they, they do work, okay. but, but that's why I prefer them. Yeah, the one problem we had was when uh, we cut the board, because we are using the USB the tapered one, we had to to uh, take a sandpaper or something to make the, the, the board flat because it was on an angle and it didn't fit on the USB uh, connector on the computer when oh, you need a cutout. Yeah, sorry, there's um, a, a, a small but essential tip which is um, Yeah. Um, uh, don't plug. If you make a board that instead of that that has the USB fingers, don't plug the board into your computer. It's very important you plug it into a cable. The reason is um, there's a lot of force on the board as you use it. Um, so you don't want flexing of the ISP to be flexing the motherboard of your computer. And so, you know, in, instead of the computer, you, you want the load on the board to go on the cable and then this to go into your computer. So I'll, use a USB extension with these kinds of boards. Yeah, we need okay. to use that. And, and also, uh, before we put on the computer, we put on just a uh, USB charger or telephone charger to make a small test. Okay, that's great. Right. That's great. Good. So we're up to 10:30. Any last quick comments? Yeah. Uh, hello. Dale? Yes. The person Hi. who said yes, go ahead. Yes. Go Dennis? ahead. Yes. From Brussels. So we uh, use the chemical etching and laser to cut the epoxy. Yeah, just there. I'm um, third student there, of course. On the which page. one? Denis Terwang. Denis Terwang from Woma. Denis Terwang. Belgium. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I, I'm, I'm in the wrong place. Okay, yeah. You're in there, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, so, so we used the... Uh, well, we had some problem with the uh, milling, the CNC milling. Uh, we had to reverse engineer the the the, um, the PNG, but then we used a chemical etching where we well we had some problems. So the group split in uh, two or three, and we okay. found found two or three different uh, methods to 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 make the um, the PCBs. So here we use uh, uh, sodium persulfate um, to to do the the etching. Yeah. So, yeah, 
So we use a trans transparent to do a mask. We put it on the PCB. We uh, insulate it with a UV uh, uh, lamp. Okay. And then, uh, yes, we remove the, um, the resin using sodium persulfate. Okay. And then to, to do the, 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 the cutting, we use a laser cutter. Okay. Yeah, um, and so it went. That's great. So um, etching is higher resolution than machining and a batch process. Um, the, the main uh, issue, so there's a lifetime to the etchant. The main concern is uh, be very careful how you dispose the chemical waste. Um, yep. The chemical we are waste in the university. Yeah, so let me let me just explain to everybody. The chemical waste is nasty. So like at MIT, we put it into waste accumulation and then there's a special vendor that comes that neutralizes it before it goes to the environment. And so it's uh, just to express to everybody, there's a lot of hobbyist etching that just gets dumped. If you want to etch, it's a nice process, but you have to make sure you, ha you, you manage the life cycle of the waste disposal. Yeah. We are in university, so we've got this uh, facility of uh, chemical disposal, so yep, and, uh, good. we used it. Okay, so, and then in the end, that looks beautiful and good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we're out of time, so 10.30. Um, let's now take our 15-minute bio break, and then we'll start in on 3D printing and scanning. So bio break time. Thank you.